All right. Good morning, everyone. It's the Tea Podcast. It's normally on Friday, but today is on Wednesday because um, I am booked up all the way until like pretty much December. And so on my Friday. So if I want to do something that's uh, a topic that I really want to talk about right away, I have to open up a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday. And today is a Wednesday. We're going to be talking about Foodies of Lafayette. Uh, You may have heard of the Facebook group. They also just recently launched a website. So we're going to be talking about that and uh, how the Foodies of Lafayette got started. So sit back and enjoy the show. So let's go ahead and get to know each other. But first, um, I want to go ahead and mention my sponsor, uh, the presenting sponsor, Chase Group Construction. They take the lead and become your one point of contact for the entire design build process. So if you want to get something built uh, commercially or I think residentially too, but definitely commercially, if you have a business that you want to build or expand on, Chase Group is the company to reach out to. They have a diverse portfolio of projects that range from medical to popular restaurants like Fat Pats. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Fat Pats may be brought up eventually uh, in this podcast because I just brought it up. And they also do multi-unit shopping center development. So you can check them out at chasegroupconstruction.com. And yeah, they are a local business that supports us. So support them. Alrighty, so who wants to go first? I guess Heidi, if you want to go first, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Uh, my name is Heidi McDonald. Um, I love food a little bit too much. I guess that's <laughs> the best way I can put it. Um, I'm a financial advisor in my real life, but food is kind of my passion. Okay. And I like helping people and making things better. And so this just kind of seemed like a way to tie all that together and make things better. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll we'll kind of dive in a little bit more. Um, Jason, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Jason Stoner. I'm actually the creative side of the new website. And uh, I'm an IT guy by day and all this other passion that goes into Foodies of Lafayette after hours and on weekends. So, um, but I'm the same. I love food. I have a passion for food. Um, and you know, it's so rewarding to be where we're at to help local, uh, local mm-hmm. restaurants. Uh, and so I get quite a bit, you know, when you help someone, that's just the biggest thing, the most rewarding oh, yeah. thing you can do. I know you do the same. So yeah, so that's, you know, a passion. Really. All right. Well, so I want to know how did foodies of Lafayette get started? Uh, Heidi, you created it, correct? Mm-hmm. When did you create the foodies of Lafayette and why? Like, were you just sitting in your on your couch one day going, you know what? I want to start a, a foodies page. Like, is that just kind of how it went? <laughs> not, not that far off, actually. Um, it was right before COVID, of course. Worst oh, yeah. timing ever for bringing people together and getting them out to restaurants. Yep. Um, but it was my favorite sushi place was having a hard time business gets slow advertising is expensive Mm -hmm. um and i just felt like there should be a way to fix that um and my friend debbie de gravel yep debbie calling you out um she happened to make a comment one day that i know where all the good places to eat are whenever we go out with our girlfriends i always know where to eat and i just kind of sat back one day and thought you know that's kind of right i do i do know where to eat and how can I tell other people where the good food is? And they can tell me where all the good food is that I don't know. Right. Um, and then we don't have to worry about advertising being a problem. The businesses don't need to waste their money because none of us are listening right. to the advertising anyway. <laughs> um, nobody wants to be sold anything. But if we're not going to have advertising, then how do we exchange information in a meaningful way? Yeah. How do we find out where all the good places are? How do the restaurants tell us what their specials are or when they have new menu items or anything like that? And it really just comes down to communication. And for all of the good and bad that the internet provides, Facebook is a really good way to just have a conversation. Um, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, oh, obviously. Yeah, all the time, sure. Um, and 
so of course one of the first things that comes up is the negativity. Yeah. And so I guess that was really one of the first things very, very early on in talking with my husband and how to make it, how to make it work, you know, because when you start talking about having a group and bringing people together, there's a million different issues that come up and how do you solve each of those? Um, and that was a big one. And so it just kind of seemed like the easiest way to solve it is keep it simple. Negativity is not allowed. It's not necessary. We don't right. need to know where the bad places are. It's not relevant. I don't need to know what to avoid. I need to know where to go. Yeah. And everybody has different taste and everybody can have a bad day. And so if all we talk about is the negative, we're not really getting anywhere. We're not making any progress. We're not helping anybody, not even ourselves. But if we can just share the positives, then everybody wins and we get mm -hmm. the good food. We get to eat well and the places that have it get to stay in business and everybody's happy. It yeah. seems pretty easy. And, you know, one of the things is hard for people is being positive. And so when you have to force yourself to be positive or you make a space for more positive energy only, it uh, forces people out of that that negativity box mm -hmm. because it's easy to be negative. Sure, You is. can be oh, yeah. upset about everything, and it, it requires so much. I want to say, I don't want to say less energy, but it feels like it's just it's easier In to be upset. Moment. In and that moment, for sure. but to be like okay, so for example, re restaurant reviews or reviews on a business at all, very rarely do you see anybody giving a review that it was good. Mm -hmm. When somebody asks for feedback, the feedback usually comes from the negativity. Yeah. Like oh, that's correct. My my service sucked. Yeah. My food was cold. You know the same old mm -hmm. same old thing that you kind of hear from a restaurant. And you know I feel like sometimes those people are looking to get something free or whatever have you, mm -hmm. but Hey, no, no hate to someone that's trying to do that if you need it. But, um, to be positive, you almost have to go out of your way to like put positive energy out there. It feels like for at least some people. It, it, it is. It takes a lot of energy, but I'll be honest. I really feel like food is the perfect space to do that. Cause food is what brings people together. There's not in mm -hmm. anything inherently negative about food. We all need it to survive, right, and we right. all come together at our table as a family, as friends, as a community, especially in our area. I mean, Acadiana is built on food. It's what we do. So there's not a reason to have that negative component to it. Um, and I think uh, I'm always saying foodies do it better, and that's kind of become our, our thing. But, you know, it's – my grandparents would always say life is too short to drink bad wine. And that's so true. Don't yeah. waste your time and energy on the things that aren't wonderful, right? And at the same time, they would also say that it only costs a little more to go first class. 100% true. That is true. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to mean money. It only costs more to go first class can mean it takes a little bit of effort. Mm -hmm. It takes a little bit of extra love, a little bit of extra time. And if we put forth those things to each other into our meal, our restaurateurs do it with their businesses every day. They're, they're passionate about their business and they put love into it. And then we feel that in, in their service and in the product that we're getting. Um, and if we can just kind of, I don't know, wrap our arms around them as a member of our community that's providing that for us and we can provide the business to support them, yeah. then we get to keep eating good and they stay in business and, Nobody has to pay for advertising, and we yeah. all get all the good food we want, and I don't know. I don't see a downside there. I think the positivity and, and keeping it positive also is key to the success of that group. Um, it's, you know, because there's not very many places you can go on the Internet that is all positive, <laughs> that's butterflies and sunshine right. all the time. Mm -hmm. So it is nice to log in and, and see and share all positive views. Uh, it's unusual. It is a break. Uh, so I think that that is, is key to, how, to the success and the members that we have. Um, I don't think I caught it. When did the Foodies of Lafayette Pay group get started? December of 2019. December of 2019. Wow. Right, literally yeah. right Okay, right in the COVID. COVID yeah, you, you did mention that. Okay. I, I wanted to get everybody together at restaurants, and I've got this group of people, and then we can't get together anywhere, and everything is shut down. 
the, the I guess the reason why I wanted to confirm on this the 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 start date or the founding date is that you guys I think have what like fifty five thousand group members. Yeah, it's it's, it's growing. Now. It's fifty six now. <laughs> wow, it grows. Yeah, it's a little nuts. The the more members. The faster that grows, yeah. It's yeah. Like it used to be, oh, snowball. we got a hundred a week, and uh, now it's well over a thousand. Or you yeah. know, it's eight hundred, nine hundred yeah. a week. Yeah. Or so I and and I don't know all the different reasons why it may be blowing up. Obviously, people love food, and you mm-hmm. know, there's always food things being posted there. But what I'm finding, at least, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you guys are in it in the weeds more than I am. Um, it feels like like you mentioned giving restaurants an outlet to be able to share specials and all that. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of promotion for businesses that we've never heard of. Yeah. And like that have been in the been in town probably for a year. And for me to not hear about them is pretty unique because I try to like find out about everything, but there's always a business that doesn't need to file a permit, just needs to move into a space. And if, it just kind of goes like unseen like by, mm-hmm. yeah, it just Lots goes unseen by uh, news people. Uh, and I guess you can say I'm news, but, um, you know, it's a, it, unless we're contacted by, mm-hmm. like, by those people, we don't know about them. Or if, unless we look at, like, occupancy, you know, right. certificates, then that you really have to dig. But there was one recently that was posted on the Foodies of Lafayette page. It was a Mexican restaurant. I, I can't pronounce oh, the name I know exactly. we Which will one? be going the there next week <laughs> yeah, yes, we're going yeah. yeah. Yep. and i was like you know and i think i've seen it before because i go on mm-hmm. um news 15 yeah. and i think it's in that area it is it's almost across the street yeah right there. yeah and i was like you know what looking at the pictures of the inside and like the food i'm like this looks really good and like mm-hmm. why hasn't this been seen before no advertising that's why, though, you but know, but that's why it works. They do post on our page. But, they do well, post now, yeah. foodies always know. That's the thing. You know, people know what they're passionate about. Well, foodies are passionate about food. So if we just have enough foodies in one place, we'll know where all the good places yeah. are, right? And right. that's kind of what's happening is that there's enough of us now to find all those little holes in the walls, and we just have to tell each other. And yeah, I mean, get all the good stuff. So fifty-five or fifty-six thousand people in the group now, and I'm pretty sure that's kind of spread out. There's probably people from out of state. I'm yeah. assuming, um, and then a lot of it's probably centralized in Lafayette. But like even our following, I think we have like y'all are catching up pretty quick. We're we're at sixty-four thousand, and we have a ton of people from Houston and mm-hmm. Dallas. Mm-hmm. That are either transplants, they've either moved out or are right. or, or moving, thinking about moving to Lafayette, and are trying to like, you know, keep up with Lafayette and whether whenever they visit, where are the places that they can go spend money, mm-hmm. and um, I'm pretty sure it's it's something similar to that. So you have a oh, lot yeah. of people that are in the group providing information, and the, the people that are here that know all the good places. Those people are like little angels floating around oh, yeah. the, the yeah. thing because, like, all of a sudden it's like, That's <laughs> it. now I just need somebody to open one in all the cities that we travel to because every time I go somewhere now, I'm looking for the same thing. And right. yeah, but you know what? You need, you need people like you guys, <laughs> like myself, to want to do something and want to put energy into doing something like that. And Sometimes people try and it doesn't catch and they get yeah. they get discouraged. Some people want to do it for money. They they want to get a paycheck out of it, right. that's, and that's, that's the hard a big part. Part of it, honestly, yeah. I think, because nobody wants to be sold anything. You right. know, we don't want to be advertised right. to. So if that's part of the equation, people automatically tune it out, and it doesn't accomplish what they set out to accomplish. Yeah. And I think the fact that our only ulterior motive is good food. It kind of helps avoid some of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, and so with my page, and just kind of create some kind of similarities there, um, I have a lot of sponsored stuff. I have a lot of people that pay to have posts, but I only take it if I know that the following that I have wants to see it. Right, right, right. Like if it's it's something that I feel like is not going to do well or if Mm -hmm. I would never go to that business. Right. It's probably not going to work. I I do the same thing when I post. Um, I will post on what I know is good because I want our members to go oh, and yeah. have a good experience. Yeah. And then Jason Stoner says it's good, so it's good. Yeah, you want to have, have experienced have it. Yeah. yeah. So I never, you will post uh, on something that I had a bad experience and I will say nothing at all. 
right. um, on that. Yeah, and if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't you say just anything don't at all. Say yeah. it. You don't post it, you know. So, but also know that anything that you're reading on there, anything that we are putting out there, it's not an advertisement. I mean, it's at all, no. at all, ever. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah, it's not paid. But it, the restaurants no. that are on the group, they are advertising but for free they're like yeah. posting their stuff and yeah, sharing i mean it. they're members just yeah. like we are you know they're out there looking for where lunch specials are so they can go eat yeah, today it, too because restaurants yeah. don't want to eat at their restaurant all the time exactly like, they're tired oh, of that yeah. i mean it's it's everybody just looking to share information right um and I, I'm sure there's a couple out there that are trying to get you know free real advertising or whatever and we we do try to limit that there's yeah. got to be relevant information a, a, a special or a new menu item um oh we getting encourage. a new drive-thru if a place you yeah. know best stop getting a new drive-thru i feel like it's super interesting and people need to know that yeah absolutely. um i don't it's just anything that's going to be relevant to our foodie community and and not just food specifically not just a restaurant not just a grocery store but you know when i find cute little outfits with crawfish on it or something or uh, I don't anything that's food, food related, related yeah. you know, if I come across like a really Gray's, good Gray's Acadiana. Yeah, Gray's Acadiana. I went yesterday, I posted, that is Disney World for a foodie. <laughs> it oils really and is. Everything. Oils, yeah. Everything I mean, that they have going on is yum. Disney World. And I'm like, it's it's amazing. You block an hour of your day and go because, mm-hmm. or two because every time I go in there, it's just amazing. And I use that in my kitchen uh, almost exclusively. So, yeah. 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 Well, I got to get my sponsors read here, so we'll continue the conversation, and I want to kind of get to know, Jason, your part of this and how you came in. So once I get my sponsors read, we'll, we'll dive in a little bit deeper. So don't leave. Um, if you're too, still tuned in, the Music Academy of Acadiana, they're a great place if you want to learn music or if you want to send your kids. If you have kids that are interested in music or even slightly, check them out. They can help you unleash your music potential with the different varieties of instruments that they have. So they have piano, guitar, voice. You can Voice is an instrument. You can play drums, violin, saxophone, flute, audio production, all that stuff. They have an experienced um, set of instructors that cater to students of all ages and styles. Uh, they've even sent graduates to college and to major music competitions like American Idol and The Voice. Really cool. Founded locally by Tim Benson. Uh, a UL Lafayette Music School graduate. They've won national recognition and are consistently voted as a top finalist in the, um, I think, best of Acadiana since 2016. And so their goal is to make music lessons fun, educational, and to help foster the next generation of musicians and creative thinkers. Their website's on the screen. It's musicacademyacadiana.com. And then our next sponsor is EPS or Electronic Protection Systems. So they do both home security and whole home water conditioning systems. They've been around for over 20 years. Basically, uh, we got connected by them basically selling their services to me. We got a new house. They showed up. They said, hey, do you need a security system? I said, I have one, but I, I think it costs too much, and I'm looking for something different. And so they were just having to be there. And I switched over. It was cheaper. The equipment's better. And I'm happy with it. And so I've been a user of their equipment for a while now before the sponsor happened. And then also they got a water system. Um, They started kind of pushing and it helps clean your water up in your house. So like all the hard water and the chlorine smell and they have a filtration system. It's really cool. And um, so now whenever I take a shower, my, my water feels really nice and soft. I love it. So if you want to get some some good security or some good water in your home, check out EPS at EPS online or EPS-online.com. Or you can check out this link right here on the screen. It's link, L-I-N-K dot developinglafayette.com slash EPS. Uh, if you click that link and you get connected with EPS through that link, I'm going to make some money. So help me out. Anyway, that is our sponsor's. Let's continue the Foodies of Lafayette conversation here. All right. So, Jason, how did you get started? When did you come into the picture of Foodies of Lafayette? I actually came in to the picture in January of 2020. So, really, right after she started. Yeah, right in there. Heidi and I did not know each other. And I just came on as a regular member. 
And uh, very shortly after that, she, she, I guess we clicked, had not met each other still, but she made me a moderator. So I was, a fir- I was one of the first moderators. I got her vision. I understood it and how to keep it positive, And I was able to help out um, with that. And, and, and really a pretty active member because I do lots of things in the kitchen with food. Uh, Stephen and I do a Sunday dinner. It's once a month now. We never repeat. It is over the top. And at this point, since our kids moved out of, out of state, we're doing that with members um, instead. And so I've never met some of these people come to my dinner table, and it's just fun. And, and like I said, everything changes out. So being active in that way as a member um, yeah. is really fun for me. Uh, and it's, it's just turned into, like I said before, a passion, you know, with this. And and uh, I just love the page. I love being part of it and everything that's going on. Do you know what number you were when you you first got on a group? I do not. <laughs> I, I know it was under 1,000, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah, at that point and it was way early. The funny thing is, is we have a ton of mutual friends. Mm-hmm. And good friends of mine knew her. But I want to say it was probably a year before I met you in person. Oh, yeah. Or more. At least. Or or more, yeah. It was crazy because we would go to the same ball, but I never hooked up. And, you know, everything that we were doing, we were around each other, but we Mm. never hooked up. And I remember thinking back, that is so crazy. That's really true, I find, for a bunch of our members, though, honestly. That's been a really surprising thing that's come out of this, at least as far as Mm. I'm concerned. Because... I mean, on Facebook, I only accept friends that I know in real life. I'm not just out there on every social media. I'm not a tech person, you know. Um, and so I didn't really anticipate meeting people. I really, it was, I did it just for my friends to say, hey, this is where we're going to eat lunch. And, you know, let's see if we can make yeah. a little bit of a difference kind of thing. And now Jason's one of my best friends and business partner. And I think... The mutual friendships, if you look out across our members, there's a ton of that overlap. And that's something that we've kind of talked about a lot now over the years is how that happens. Um, It's kind of like we figured out how to put a filter on Lafayette somehow. I don't know. It's the connection is it's good people that care about each other and their community. And if I guarantee you, if you go look at the 56,000 people that are members you've got mutual friends out there and you're already friends with some of these people it's amazing yeah um and it's it's neat because it gives us a way to kind of connect with people that we wouldn't normally i guess we're all busy life is busy Mm -hmm. and and we don't spend the amount of time in person or on the phone anymore like we used to connecting with people especially since covid yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) absolutely but the same thing what she's saying you know uh kimbo yeah, she's become yeah. a friend. Like she's a good friend of mine. We met through the foodies, uh, Joseph, and Morgan. I see her name yeah. a lot. Oh, Kim is and Tiffany magical, and, and Tiffany. Job yeah, and, I mean, really, our whole all, moderator team. It, we're all we good chose. Friends. How many moderators do y'all have? Seven. Now. There are seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay, so that's seven, excluding you as a moderator, right? Because you moderate, I'm no, sure. Yeah, I do. I was actually including Mia. Yeah, okay, well, that's so seven. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's. It's just kind of multiplied exponentially. Yeah. Um, so do you have, like, how do you determine when you need another moderator? Like, you know, you have 56,000 now, like, that's seven for whatever the divided number what's is. What's funny is, weren't we the only two yeah. up to 50,000? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. And, and you, there's so many comments, and that's the, that's the part we really got to watch. It, we have to approve every post mm-hmm. so you can see if something's negative. Or discourages someone from visiting something. That's how we keep it clean. That's how we keep it clean but for approving posts. But we can't view all the comments. Oh, yeah, you can't view all the and comments. And it doesn't take very long to start going through comments to go, oh, that needs to go. Yeah. Oh, that needs to go. Oh, that <laughs> needs to go. So really, that's kind of where, where our training is. But there's no magical, to answer your question, mm-hmm. there's no magical answer to that. When, uh, we, get when we feel like we're getting overwhelmed, <laughs> we one. we're like, okay, who do we want to moderate? And again, we choose someone that we feel like understands the vision because really we're not there to be traffic cops. We really want to look for a way to approve Mm -hmm. a post or comment, not look for a way to decline it. So there's a lot of gray area when you're looking into that because we're trying to cut down on what we would consider spam, but we don't want to discourage a restaurant from posting, post your specials, post this. That's good. Just don't spam us because we, we don't want to become a classified phage, you know, where it's just, all right spam you want you know? people yeah. to pay attention and 
that's kind of the thing, you know, advertising doesn't necessarily work the way businesses want it to because oh, yeah, as businesses consumers, think we, you have to like just shove stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so if we, if it's going to continue to work, then it has to continue to be real. It can't be advertising. We can't play favorites. And so for that reason, I, it, we hate declining any, any post, but it has been, um, more lately, actually. And for anybody out there listening, just businesses so y'all know, um, please post. Please, please post. We want to know what the specials are. We want to know new menu items. We want to know when you're opening. Events. Um, events, yes. Yeah. It, you've got live music and a, something going on. <clears throat> Let us know. Um, a benefit for someone in the community. Anything like that. But information, not just here's my restaurant, come eat. That's an advertisement. And that's the thing that doesn't work on TV for everybody else. So we're not going to keep doing what doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you have to bring value. You have to bring right, right. some organic feel to, you almost have to be. Make it real. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like the thing with Reddit. Like you can't just go on Reddit and spam a, a group because you'll get recognized as a, either they call it a shill where you're like spamming for a particular company or what have you. Mm -hmm. And if you're not engaging, if you're not being a part of the conversation, then you have no merit to continue to post your own uh, self-promotion. Mm -hmm. So like, it's almost like that. Like if, if you see that business or that person engaging and actually being a contributing member and doing things to better the, the group as a whole, then, you know, not necessarily spamming, but like continuing continuously posting mm -hmm. your your specials and all that stuff doesn't at all get get to a point where it's like too much. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The content has to be good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that you know, then we grow. If, if it's if it's I just advertising it all the time. Area. It is. It is a big gray area. It really is, and it's hard to define for the moderators. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you guys get heat. Because I've lot. seen comments like, "How? Why did my thing get deleted?" and mm -hmm. all this good stuff, and you're like, "Well, I'll go back to it." But here's what I say: anything that you say or post that discourages another person from going mm -hmm. is a negative. Yeah, comment. that's it. So if you discourage, discourage and that could be something like, "Oh, it's expensive," or "Oh, it's this," right. or "Oh, it's that," that is discouraging another person from going. You know, it. So that's how I look yeah. at it, and that's yeah. how I moderate that. Whether it's a, a negative or a positive. The, the word expensive is also a gray area. What's expensive to yes, someone may exactly. not be expensive to someone else. Because mm -hmm. um, I'll tell people, like, if they ask me for my opinion on a particular place, if the if I've never been to that place because I know that it's pricey, sometimes I'll tell people, like, in personal conversation, not blast it on the internet. Sure. Right. But I'm like, it's a little pricey. Mm -hmm. Like, I've heard it's, like, $60 a steak. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I I I, I kind of revise that just a little bit and clean it up, and I say it's a treat night for us. Yeah. So when I say it's a treat night, when I say it's a real treat night, that's not somewhere we go every week. That's right. Something right. we can afford once a month to go. Mm -hmm. So that's what I call it a treat night, you know, or a date night. You know, yeah, yeah. Be. And everybody loves that. Yeah. Um. So what? Uh, now that you've been doing this for what about three years now? Maybe maybe almost four. I think because we're almost mm -hmm. in twenty twenty four which is crazy. God. Um, what are some of y'all's newly found favorites that you've seen on the page? Like restaurants that you didn't know about that you found because of this group? Like, are there any things that, uh, that stand out or do you want to remain neutral on that? Like, what Ooh, are you no, going to be a politician? I, mean, I, I understand favorites. that I have a lot of favorites and, and that's, and there's so many out there. I've done, a, I've done some spotlights uh, on the, the, the foodies of Lafayette.com yeah. on that side. We haven't discussed much about, but the, uh, the spotlights that I've done are some of my new favorites. So the Kington Cafe, not in I Lafayette, one, but on yeah. the edge. But oh my gosh, that is delicious. The people are friendly. It's a small place. The The Bus Stop Bistro, they're actually on our list uh, for Culinary Excellence mm -hmm. Award. Uh, someone, uh, we, there's seven panel members on that, and someone recommended that. So I went, and oh my gosh, again, I'm like, this is amazing. They're doing some really good food there, and they're just great guys, you know? So... I have several favorites that I've, uh, Soul House. I love Soul mm -hmm. House. It's close to my house. And 
That signature uh, yakka is amazing. Dang Nguyen is amazing. He has those three restaurants. He has Blue Basil, he has Saigon, he has Soul House. And for him to pull off Cajun the way he does mm-hmm. floors me because it really is good. in the Yakamine. The depth of his flavor. Have you had the Yakamine? Have you been there? Yeah, I've, I've been to Soul House, but I haven't had any of the food yet. Do the signature Yakamine. Uh, it the, is. Surf and turf. Surf and turf. It's got a crab well, yeah, leg. It's, it's got some shrimp. Okay. Oh my gosh! It's and really that good. soup is amazing. Um, yeah. I would so. say another <laughs> surprise to me was Kevin's seafood. Um, a, a surprise. Um, I guess just because I have a tendency to not judging a book by its cover. It seems very simple, right? Oh, one of my absolute favorite things is ballpark nachos, okay? So it doesn't matter to me where or how. It it doesn't have to be bougie in any kind of way. It needs to be good for what it is. But I had never heard of Kevin's. I had no reference point. And I guess I was thinking, oh, well, they do fried food and fried rice. And how wonderful could that possibly be? But okay. (laughs) Um, But trying it, it is absolutely fantastic. And that's my new go-to now because... For 26 bucks, I can get a seafood platter with fried shrimp, fried catfish, fried rice, salad, That's two, tartar isn't sauce. It? Or is that one? That's one meal. And then I get a, a pork chop on the side, and I think it's $4.99, and they put two giant fried pork chops in there. And when it's all said and done, it's enough food for four people. Oh, yeah. I eat on there for three days. It's ridiculous how good it is. You, you have to like a little kick. It's spicy. Yeah, yeah. It is so good, and it's so reasonable, and it's consistent. And j- to me, things like that, that's where it's at, is finding that that good consistency. So no matter what you're in the mood for, no matter what your price point is, you always have options. And I feel like Lafayette's really good about that because we've got a, a range from gas station food and food trucks that is off the charts fantastic all the way up to your really high-end five-star restaurants anything you want we've got it and the members of our group are so amazing in sharing in every category i mean it's hard to it's hard to not get a good meal in lafayette the the the, going back to kevin's that that's an interesting one so i they've been around for a while uh, off a university Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's an old Popeye's uh, building at the Four Corners area, and they've been they've been there way before the uh, the I don't want to say cleanup, but the the new development where they mm-hmm. took down Les Pay Motel, yeah, uh, yeah rest yeah. in peace. And you know they've been there for a long time. And so when I saw a permit for Kevin's Seafood, I'm like Kevin's Seafood, like on the corner of Four mm-hmm. Corners, mm-hmm. like they're they're they're. Ex- I, I I took it that they were expanding, I, and I, so I said, you know what? The only way I'm going to find out is I'm going to call them. I said, I don't know what I'm going to expect. I don't know if there's a Kevin there or if there's, you know, sure. not a Kevin. <laughs> like I don't. Because yeah. so is there? I I I, <laughs> I didn't ask. They were they were busy. Um, they they seem to be always busy. But I took it like because there's Jane's Seafood in mm-hmm. New Iberia, yeah. Kevin's Seafood. There's Charlie's Seafood on Moss Street, uh, and I feel like there's this trend of like. Uh, Asian-based owners naming these restaurants generic uh, white people names at, and putting seafood after it, but they're good. I've heard a lot about Kevin's Seafood. I want to try it, but we live in Karen Crow, so like anytime we think of food, we think about in our little area, mm-hmm. and Kevin's is just a little far enough out to where it's like it's always out of sight, out of mind. Um, but I've seen the photos of how much rice you get whenever they you get like a, a fried rice mm-hmm. dish. Like it's a lot. It's so good. Their, their portions are, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen and I share one plate lunch. Like it, I think it's their large. It's not that what you're getting, but it's a seafood platter or the shrimp, whatever. And, man, we share that. It's enough for two people, two guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah, it's crazy good, too. Yeah. And you said the price point's good. So that's, oh, it's, yeah, that's it's, $13 for what we yeah, share. it's fantastic. Wow. I mean, it's when, when you're looking at what you're getting, it's the quality is really what we're after. It's not about a price point per se, is what you're getting good for where it is and what it is mm-hmm. and what you're paying for it. And if yeah. it is, then that's what we want. Um, have you guys noticed a any trends as far as the type of restaurants or the location of restaurants and where they're going in Lafayette? Have you picked up anything on, on, on that front or is that just kind of, is it just kind of scattered? 
We let you do that. That's your job. Oh, God. All right. The, the really, the tr- only trend I would say is not necessarily location specific, but I would say for more diversity in our area. Yeah. I mean, if I think back to when I was a kid, oh my gosh, we had Taco Bell and La Fonda's, and I think that was about it as far as Mexican. Um, and it wasn't of a Mexican. lot better for any, anything else. And now, I mean, We've got somebody that's doing African food. We've got Jamaican food. We've got Honduran. I mean, we've we've always had pretty good Thai, actually. But, um, I, I mean, the variety of food that you can get now is fantastic. And I think the more that we, the bigger that the group gets, the more conversation that we have, right. the more recognition <clears throat> that we have people in our area that want a variety of food, that want good food. I think the more support we have for that, the more entrepreneurs we can bring into our area, the more chefs we can bring into our area, the better food we can get. Um, so if I, ha- if I had to say what a goal going forward for the group is, I will throw this one out there. Anybody listening? Um, we want all the good food in Lafayette. And I think if we don't need the restaurants to advertise, if we can advertise for ourselves, then that makes it a better business opportunity for those entrepreneurs because you don't have to have the capital to advertise if you have a community that's going to support you and do that on your behalf. Um, And I think that makes Lafayette a more welcoming place for businesses, particularly in an industry that we love and cater to already. Um, So I think, hey, businesses, come bring us your good food. (laughs) But do make the drive too, not just Lafayette, but just last week we went to a show down in New Iberia. SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, yeah. Um, so we went down there, and we decided to have dinner at um, Sushi Mizu. They have soup dumplings. They're an appetizer side size, but they have soup dumplings. I don't, I'm not aware of those anywhere around here. I don't think um, they are. Because, yeah, and, and so the soup is inside the dumpling. It's a process. Actually, we're about to make some at home. But, nice. Um, it's all right. It's, it's, it's a process, but, yeah, it, I, I found them down there. Mm-hmm. And so make the drive, you know, make the drive out to Kankton. Make the drive to Kevin's from Karen. I know. We're not in L.A. (laughs) Everything is six miles away. I know. It's not that far away. That's me and Broussard. I live off a ridge road, but going to Broussard Mm -hmm. seems like I'm going to another country, you know, sometimes. I know. know, And I have some really good places out there. Um, Deuces is out there. Mrs. B sweet treats. I oh, yeah. love them. I love yep. but that couple is a power couple in the foodies world. I mean, <laughs> he and his uh, his yeah, powders, right. uh, you know, his so seasonings. Sweet. So, um, so why don't we? In your opinion, I guess that's where I'll start it. Why doesn't Lafayette have even more variety than we already do? I mean, I think I know like some potential answer, but like I wanted to hear from you guys. Like since you have you're more ingrained in the foodie world. Um, why isn't Lafayette more diverse than what we are? We are diverse, but like, why aren't we more diverse? Cause there's things that people perception. say perception. Mm-hmm. What do you, can you expand on that? Lack of support. Ah. Lafayette has a reputation for being very small minded still. And over the past 20 years, I would say maybe 20 it's changed a lot. We've got a lot more diversity with our restaurants, obviously. We just talked about that. Um, but the perception still exists that there's not going to be support. And the truth is, without a way to share information to get that support, there wouldn't be any, and they would close. And that's what's happened, is every time somebody has tried to start something, they didn't have the support, and they couldn't stay open. And so... That's what we're trying to fix. Yeah. You know, Lafayette is very <laughs> unforgiving. Too. Yeah. If you they go, are. you know. Oh, if you have a bad experience one a, time, yeah, that's right. it. If you go you to a soft opening, which is supposed to be all about fixing problems. Right. You won't go back if it's a bad experience. Yeah. Like, it, like it was not a soft opening. And it's So I try shame, not to go I mean, to those because I don't want to see the bad. I, I just want to go and I want it to be fantastic mm-hmm. so I can post and I can say, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very unforgiving. And then too. I think that there's a large part of Lafayette's population that loves Cajun food. Mm -hmm. They love Cajun food. That's what they love, and that's what they're going to have. 
and and sometimes I think people are in a box a little bit and and they say hey you know that's what I love and and so um, for instance you know Texas style barbecue is hard to sell here yes I'm from Texas I love it but it's not what it's different mm-hmm. from our barbecue because our barbecue is pork steaks with Jack Millers on it yeah that's right yeah. So, that's pretty much what it is nothing wrong with no that. and it's good it's just understanding it's apples and oranges yeah. it's oh, a different we process we branch out and put Jack yeah. Millers on burgers too come on now. Oh, I, I know I know we, di- we diversify yeah. Yeah. the festival burger <laughs> No, um, I think that's actually one of the things that we had talked about not that long ago is trying to find a way to maybe introduce people to different types of food in a way that makes sense. For example, I find a lot of similarities between what we consider Cajun food and what you would consider Asian food. Yeah. It's all rice and gravy, really. But yeah. when it's sushi... And spice. When it's sushi, we roll it up and we dip it in the sauce. When it's Cajun, we dump the rice and we pour the gravy <laughs> on top of it. I mean, but it's the same similar thing, right? We use different seasonings and things, but it's not that far off. Humans are scared of change. We're scared of what we don't know, though. But if we had a way to say, you know, if you've never tried Indian food, Here's some things you should try if you like Cajun that would be a good Mm -hmm. way to kind of introduce you to that. I think we have enough people in the group now that are well-versed in enough types of food that we maybe could start that type of conversation and say, you know, try this restaurant. And here's a few Mm -hmm. things that if you've never had that type of food before, we could do that, Mm -hmm. I think. Absolutely. Hey, members. (laughs) <laughs> what y'all got so i, I gotta say she she rapid fires ideas at me all the time like oh no that, that's good you need ideas, that here's <laughs> ideas and then i have to process and make them work and we we work well together but yeah she's an idea generator oh yeah you need yeah. that type of person yeah absolutely um so uh a few days ago i was or maybe a week or so now but i was reached out private messaged by um, someone who helps with social media for an Indian restaurant here. And um, this person was like, hey, we've noticed that things have gotten slow. Um, you know, we we're trying to, like, figure out ways to pick up business, uh, to, you know, build up our, our customer base a little bit. And they wanted me to do a post for them. And I'm like, I want to. But because of how I've built this and the, the, the community that I've built this around, I can't just straight up sling posts about a business that's already in existence, that's not new. It's new, but, like, not just opening and not, or not being built. Like, unless, like, it, it works out in a weird way, but, like, usually it doesn't. And so, like, I said, look, I and I gave them my best – Advice. I said your your best bet would be go to the Foodies of Lafayette page, the group, and share your your restaurant there. Just be be honest and say, hey, we're 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 slow, mm-hmm. and we need help. And Absolutely. post your menu, post your specials, and try that. And or go to another Facebook group, try that. Now, don't spam it, but like, just try to branch out and don't use. Just don't just rely on me. I know I have yeah. a pretty good engagement factor, but I can't I can't post everything. Sure. So there are groups that are specifically designed for people that are your business and your business type. So like mm-hmm. I let them to you guys. I don't know yeah. if they well, shared. You. I don't know yeah. if they shared, but um, they they seemed appreciative, and I'm hoping that um, they see a pickup in business because whenever I do drive by, there's like a handful of cars, but like. During lunch on a Sunday, that's when I, I think they're open on Sunday. It's like there's only a handful of cars. I'm like, they should be a little bit busier. Mm-hmm. Texas Roadhouse across the street has a two-hour wait. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's one thing people can't figure out. It's like, okay, Texas Roadhouse, why is there a two-hour wait? Well, uh, there was a, someone who actually made a comment on TikTok because uh, someone was asking that very question and, and about Lafayette's location. And they were like, it's because it's inexpensive mm-hmm. and – it's, it's a good steak. It's it's a decent steak. It's not, yeah. it may not be prime or whatever you call right. that, but it's a decent steak. But they do cut. They butcher there. They mm-hmm. cut yeah. their own steaks. Um, yep. It's funny. One of my daughters was a manager of a Texas Roadhouse in Texas, and she had actually gotten. She had started as a uh, as a hostess, 
and worked her way up to where she had her name on the door, like a manager, Sharon Stoner, you know? Oh, nice. And so um, I knew a lot about it. And, and, and it is, it's inexpensive and it's a good steak. It's just, you know, it's, it's not a date, not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, it's loud. I guess you can and make it that. that, but yeah, right. You know, um, but, but it doesn't need to be, it's not trying yeah, to be. And, and I think that's why they're popular. for what it is. Yeah. yeah they're popular. And, yeah. uh, I understand. Matter of fact, we had a poll in Texas road mm-hmm. roadhouse was number one in that poll. Mm-hmm. What was the poll? Uh, it what was, were you asking? Uh, best steak. Best okay, steakhouse. Best, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, they ended up being number one. And I mean, a lot of members lost their mind. I get it. Um, because we're, we, we're, we try to support, you know, they are local. They do yeah. employ local people. Yeah. Um, I know they're a chain, but. You but know. like, okay, give me the best local steak. What is that? Can you think of a best local steakhouse? I can. Um, I love Josephine. Okay. And yeah, I sunset. love Mozzie. No, no, Josephine Grill. is not Sunset. Is it? No, Sunset. sunset. Yeah. yeah, Sunset. And, and for me, I mean, this is personal preferences, um, but I love Mozzie Grill. Mm-hmm. Moz and Grill, Gus, and, and, and actually, if he puts his lump crab on that steak, That's hard oh, to my beat. gosh, <laughs> it is so hard to beat. And I know that they're very, honestly, a lot of people haven't gone to Moz and Grill. Mm-hmm. But it, I've heard it's pricey, and I've never been. It is a treat night. Okay. Yeah, that is a treat night. That That's tells like, me it's $100 hey, gonna, more. Yeah, yeah. you're going you're gonna to go and have a good time. You're gonna, I dress up. Mm-hmm. That's part of the experience. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I will I mean, put no, on a jacket. I'll put on, no, you know, it's not more. like you have to because there's still... You know, there's still people in Crocs. I've coming seen in. people in khaki shorts at Ruth Chris. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's okay. That's okay. But um, for me, you know, it's a treat night, so I'm going to dress. I'm mm-hmm. going to feel good. You know, it's an experience. So, I would okay. also throw in to that, though, too, unexpected or maybe not a, not as popular. Um, I would say A Bears Steakhouse, um, Kaplan. Actually, I think technically it might be Nunes. Not real sure. Um, super good. And really? uh, also, um, what was a really big shock to me, and I'm ashamed to say, because <laughs> I love the place, but Poseidon's. Aristos yeah, does an amazing ribeye, yeah. and I never would have thought that. Well, I've been a, going there for 30 Poseidon's years. Poseidon's a Greek place. Yes, they have, okay. yes, he does an amazing steak. It's one of my favorite things on the menu now, wow. and I never knew he even had it until pretty recently. That's like LaFonda's in their chicken. Fried it, it I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he, he, Aristos actually has it on the menu, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so whenever my wife and I want to do a steak, if we're not trying to like watch money too too much, like if we just want something quick, a, a decent steak, we'll do a Texas Roadhouse mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. even Longhorn and Sawgrass. Oh, they have Sawgrass. a really good one too. What Longhorn. About, those what about another. Do you ever go to Outback? I've I've had my worst steaks at Outback. Oh, yes, I know. I keep tried. It ben. Keep it positive. I'm, look, I'm trying. Look, if it's a local owned restaurant, I'll be a little bit more sensitive. But I felt like Outback. They should have had their game together. And I'm like, every I've tried it multiple times. I've gave it second uh-huh. chance, third chance, and then it's like just I don't know if I'm getting the wrong steak. And I like fillet. I do too. Maybe I'm getting the wrong thing. Um, I know ribeyes are usually more uh, tender. In, in, I mean, to cook a fillet tender, you got to do it just right. Like you can mess it up. And ribeye is so marbleized mm-hmm. that you can just slap it on there, and you don't have to be a professional steak cook. Just right, make sure it's right. got some crust on it, and you're it's probably good. Mm-hmm. But like my steaks that I've had, they're good. Like I said, Texas Roadhouse. That was my first ever fillet that I've ever had in my life. I was still living with my mom and dad in Turkey Creek. We went to Alexandria, got a a, a fillet, and that was this is the first time that I opted to not use a one sauce on my steak. Oh, oh that's funny. And I, that's but I was quite a I was under I was like maybe around twenty or just under twenty, some in that range. And I've always had steak sauce. Not ketchup. I, I won't do ketchup and steak. Texas I, say if you need steak sauce, it's not a good steak. Exactly. I thought that was the rule, honestly. Yeah, it is, I that was but the I did rule. not. I've just gotten to where I'll, I'll have topping, like the lump crab or even mushrooms. I've just oh, gotten that, to where I'll do that. That's yeah. a totally different Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah that doesn't different. count. But, like, okay, I got I ordered this filet, and I was excited about it because I was like, it's it's like if on the menu as Texas Roadhouse, it's like the, the premier steak. Like, mm. for most, almost every restaurant, it's like the premier steak. Like, that's the one that... Is the fanciest. And whenever I ordered it, I, the table next to us uh, overheard me ordering the filet. And they were, the guy was like, you better not put A1 Texas sauce on that or whatever. And I was like, okay, like, 
Don't put A1 <laughs> sauce on it? He's like, you, he, he's like the steak, if the steak is good enough, you don't need it. I'm like, all right. And they talked just like that, too. It was I Alexandria. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to put A1 steak sauce on my steak. Yeah, I'm going to try it. Medium or? Um, so another oh. growing Another growth <laughs> moment you for me. Tell it on yourself now. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm I'm gonna be honest here. Um, before in my A one steak sauce days, I got my steaks well done. Well, that's why you needed the steak sauce. That's why, yeah. That's why you. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter Lauren. Mystery solved. My daughter Lauren eats her steaks well done. She knows the difference now. She's I mean he's leather, right? But she still wants. She doesn't want any of that pink. And so I won't even cook her a steak. Like I'm like, no, you could have a hot dog. You don't want to ruin it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not cooking you a, a fillet. I'm not doing it. But um, yeah, so I get it. I get it. There was yeah. a point where I think I graduated as well because, you know, uh, my dad would grill it to leather <laughs> growing well, up. Well, I mean, because if you're not an experienced cook or if, like, as a kid, whenever I would get a burger and it had pink in it, I sent it back. I, right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want the pink. Yeah. And if burgers are a little know, bit iffy know. for me. Like, I, I don't like pink well, in a burger. brown meat is... It's, that's yeah. a little different too because it can contain contaminants because right. you're Once you're grinding it. Yes, that in, that's a like I don't mind a slight, but like too pink is like okay. Like I don't, I'm eating raw ground meat at this point, but like steak is usually cut and because it, it's whole and you cut it and it's fresh. Like the the the, the edges haven't had time to absorb any right. kind of bacteria, whatever. So um, yeah, so I I I think I might have gotten it medium well at that point yeah. i didn't get that fillet well done i knew better i was like i'm getting a fancier steak well. if i'm graduating to this not putting a one sauce i'm gonna do medium well i think i can be at that level and be okay with it and i it probably came out a little bit more undercooked than medium well because whenever i cut into it it was the softest Buttery tasting. And you heard the angels yes. singing and never it, looked back at A1? I, it was, yes. <laughs> A1 never saw my hands uh-huh. again or my mouth. And I was like, dude, what have I been missing? And this was just Texas Roadhouse. And it was the best steak that I think I've ever had initially because that was the first time sure. ever experiencing a very good filet. I'm going to stop you right there okay. because that exactly what you just said is why I am so adamant that I will never allow the negativity. Because that was the best steak you ever had. And you are still talking about how good it was. No matter how far you've graduated since then. Yeah. Why in the world would anybody ever want to take that away from you? Yeah. And so for everybody that hasn't had whatever's their next best thing yet, that's why there's no negativity. And that's why we adore you. (laughs) And to kind of go off of what you just said. So I've had people for the lack of better words, shoot shade at me because I talk about Olive Garden or Texas Roadhouse and I don't talk about it in a way that feels like a snooty local who doesn't want to go to a chain. I Look, I want to support the locals first. Sure. But growing up with a family that could not afford a whole lot, okay, my mom and dad, they lived very tight, like mm-hmm. – I wanted the the name brand Power Rangers toy, and I got the off brand, but I had to. I was happy with it. So anytime as a family that we would go out, we would go out, but eat affordably, but yeah. n- nice enough to where my mom and dad didn't feel like they were struggling. So Chili's was a sure. staple for us, mm-hmm. and so me and my little boy and my wife will still go to Chili's just because it's familiar, and it's it's cheaper. It's, it has gotten more expensive. Everything has. Everything, Everything has. Um, yeah. But whenever I talk about things like that, those are things that I experienced as a kid Mm -hmm. growing up. And so those were the things I knew. Like, we would come to Lafayette for Olive Garden. Mm -hmm. Our big family trip, usually, like, we go get groceries. It's either Villeplatte or Alexandria. When we came to Lafayette, it was for Olive Garden because there was no other Olive Garden within a 50 to 100-mile radius of Alexandria. So and we would always have advertisements sent to us. Thanks, KTC and KLFY for <laughs> doing that. Um, so our family were like, "Wow, we we really want a nice Italian dinner." And like for us, Olive Garden was a nice Italian dinner. I didn't know about Antony's. I didn't know about Aminelli's. I didn't know about sure. Rafino's and all these other places that are arguably better. But we knew, okay, Olive Garden. They they have the breadsticks. They have the stuff. And another story. 
I'm one of my first times at Olive Garden. I did not eat salad. I hated salad. Olive Garden is the reason why I eat salad today. I still buy it's their so dressing. Good, yeah, all yeah the time. their dressing is good. I keep back stock in my pantry so that I never run out. So <laughs> you could go at lunch and have salad and breadsticks, and we would do that in Dallas. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. and my the little town I grew up in too. We had we had gas station food, like. Our, a twenty mile radius around us was just gas stations and some of the best food around. And here it's is a gas good. Station. It's good, but like Ask Al. But it's just I think that's where a lot of my not fascination, but just experiences with food outside of that twenty mile, thirty mile radius mm-hmm. is a lot of it was changed because that's what was advertised to us. We didn't know about all the other stuff, the mm-hmm. other options that were better. And then whenever I moved here in twenty ten, I started realizing like, okay, I still like the Texas Roadhouse. I still like the Olive Garden, but there's like this place that looks really cool. And I hear mm-hmm. people talking about this place. Mm-hmm. And whenever I try them, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go here for now on. But like, there are times where my wife and I, we just, we just mm-hmm. crave Olive Garden. We want the dressing. We want the salad. We want the breadsticks. And mm-hmm. you know, I like yeah. my little tour of Italy or whatever you want to get, you know? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing. Um, I understand what you're saying because, uh, I'm, I'm from Dallas, and, and honestly, being there, we ate at a lot of chains. They were readily available. They were right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but after I moved here, I always go back and see my family because they're there, and we would go to a Chewy's, and it was so special to get to go to Chewy's. Like, oh, my gosh, we didn't have one here. Mm-hmm. Now that we have one, I you don't go walk huh? in there, you know? It's like, <laughs> of course, isn't where I'm going. But it was such a treat to go when we went to Dallas. I'm yeah. like, oh, I wish we had a Chewy's, you know? Yeah. That's like my brother. They live in New Orleans, and they whenever they come to Lafayette, they typically mention Chewy's a lot. And I'm like, there's this other place. There's, like, Pedro's. We love Pedro's. I love Pedro's. I'm, I'm like, we can go there. They have really good, like, drinks there. and like, But, you know, some people just want that mm-hmm. that thing that they crave, that whatever that is. And sometimes it's, you know, mm-hmm. the chain restaurant. But it's the creamy jalapeno dip. It's that, too. Oh, That's yes. good. You <laughs> can, can put you that on no um, Okay, so... We're at 56 minutes. We went over a little bit, but because we got on our food talk here, um, the website. Why you guys have the Facebook group? Now you're going into a website, so you're going to have both in tandem, right? What What was the What's the reason for the website? Why did you guys feel that feel led to create a website for Foodies okay. of Lafayette? I got you. Um, Facebook posts and Facebook are gone. In no time. So yes. you know when you're in social media, it is a churning. Two days max, three yeah, days if you're lucky. You've got to put the content out there and the content and content and content. The same is true with what we're doing with um, the website in some ways. But the website allows me to do, um, sp- sp- I'm going to call them spotlights because the restaurant spotlight is going to change to foodie spotlight. But nice. I'm going to call it a spotlight. And it allows us to have these blogs out there that, that highlight these restaurants and it's not gone in 30 minutes. It mm-hmm. stays out there. Also, I want to encourage, um, because we, we haven't seen the traffic we want to, but I want to encourage our members to post recipes. There is a form you mm-hmm. fill out, you put your recipe in. I want to encourage them to do that. If you and love events. a recipe and then also events. So I've added a lot of markets to that event calendar, but it's a nice little calendar where you can pull up and see what's going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Or I think it holds two months worth of events in there, but um, I'm encouraging them to use that feature, use the spotlights. And then also the site allowed us to merchandise and and sell some foodie uh, merchandise uh, that is branded with FOL. Yeah, or like your shoes branded, that you're wearing. Or <laughs> my shoes, yeah, my shoes. And I got to say this about the about the products. The products that I've ordered, like these shoes, or like um, I have an apron, I have a hat, the embroidery is great. The product mm-hmm. is, like these shoes are branded inside with FOL, like on the, you know, inside. So the quality is of the products that we have ordered personally has been good, which is a great thing because we wouldn't use it if it wasn't. Well, yeah. It has to be real. It has, everything has to be real. Foodies do it better. Foodies do it better. Foodies yep. do it better. So that we want that quality to be high quality. We don't want it to be crap. And so that's what we found from the items that we've ordered personally for ourselves is, you know, and we can't order them all. I don't have yeah. that much money, but, <laughs> but um, so there's that thing, those out there as well. But it's a, I want it to be a really good resource that is there for 
that's um, it, resource. That's a good resource for uh, to, yeah. to extend our page. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the following there. So yeah, and I mean, and with like you said, with as far as longevity, um, with Facebook or any social media, it's hard to find a post that you've seen. You know, yes. after three or four days, you're like, okay, what was there? So, you know, you find yourself like typing in the search bar like words that you think that were in that post, mm-hmm. and you might get lucky if you find it, or if you go and like look and you know do several swipes on the the group. But um, what's good about the website, at least uh, from my experience, because I have a website and a and a and a page, um, the website is it's all SEO driven so like if somebody wants to look up something that you posted but it might have been a month or two ago or even two or three years ago they go to google and like hey what's Mm -hmm. tell me about this place or what was this restaurant or this business and if i posted about it like my link is usually the first one to come Mm -hmm. up because not other not too many other people wrote about it and mine has enough traffic to where google's like hey we're going to prioritize your post right and so i get a lot of residual traffic on posts that are old just because of the fact that I have a website that keeps mm-hmm. driving those people. So um, good on you guys for going into the website side, but it's, it's, a, it's a challenge to build up the, the traffic. It is. We it just is. Want it to, yeah. We want it to be a place where people can, where foodies can get things that are beneficial to them. I mean, the recipe thing is going to be as good as our members make it, you know? Yeah. The more recipes that people share, the more that we all have at our disposal. Same thing with the events calendar. The more people that are going in and adding the events that they know about, the festivals and the the benefits and the whatever it is, the more useful it is to everybody else. And we're loading as much as we can, as fast as we can. But, I mean, we both have full-time jobs and families. So the more that uh, other people can help us load some of that stuff, the better off yeah. everybody is. So. And actually, there's a 5% <coughs> discount for a recipe. So send you, send a recipe in. I'll give you a discount code. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. A little perk. <laughs> yeah. um, so speaking of money, are you guys, does a Facebook group make any money at all? No. Goose egg. No, uh, we're not making any money. <laughs> there's no money to be no. made there. Everything like, that we do is to help. Um, and it will remain that way in the group. Mm-hmm. It will yeah. remain. We're not... We want to help the local businesses. Right. But I guess what I'm asking is, like, on the social media side, like Facebook side, because I know Facebook um, oh, several years ago said that, if you you know, they were going to test out uh, group admins getting paid. If they have a sizable group, like, there's going to be, like, now it's, it's very little, mm-hmm. but, like, you yeah. know, start paying for your engagement and your traffic. And so I know, uh, at least for the Development Lafayette page, um, we have enough traffic to where we're in the bonus program and like we get several hundred dollars a month just just from just existing. And so I didn't know if you guys with mm-hmm. your 56,000 like and it may be a matter of we haven't looked into that. OK. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I we mean, didn't, we didn't start this. Right. Right. Money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To be honest, the only reason we even kind of got into the merchandise side of things at all is as a way to raise money because people kept asking us how they could help to support these restaurants and we didn't have a way for them to help other than to say go eat (laughs) you know go spend your money there go eat at the restaurant Um, and the merchandise gives us a way to do that for it to be stuff that foodies actually want but also to have a percentage of that go to a donor advised fund that then we can turn around and spend to support the yeah. culinary community right. around here um and the website's but, not free i mean you got to pay a little bit for the website no, yeah. no we're paying for little, it but, but we're not making luckily anything. i luckily <laughs> i'm in it and i in that website i did actually mm-hmm. i did it in about a month yeah there you um, go because so i'm able Sorry. to work that angle of it um without having to pay for design and right and that so right that very helps. helpful yeah all right well um i think i think i'm good this has been very very insightful. A lot of good uh, tidbits to take away. Um, is there anything that we did not mention or talk about that you guys thought we would or should have? I'm good. You're good. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. we're good. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. for thank having you. us. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, it was, it's good. The, 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 the talking about restaurants is always good with me because, like you said, we, we, we're a very big foodie town. And so, mm-hmm. you honestly – 
and I joke about this, but it's true. I literally, and th- and I feel like this is South Louisiana, maybe a little bit North Louisiana, but they're, they're a little bit different group. South Louisiana, for sure, can talk about their next meal while they're eating the meal that they're currently eating, and they're already planning their meal for that that evening or that uh, the next day. All the time, like, like, hey, Planning what do you want for dinner? Hard work. It is, but it's just like it's so funny. It's like so so like my wife will ask me after we had just eaten lunch or dinner. She's like, "What do you want to do uh, for lunch or dinner the next like this day?" Or like, I'm like, Man, I don't know. I just ate. Like, I'm. I'm I really don't know what I'm going to be in the mood for. I make my husband crazy with the same one. <laughs> but it's just funny. It's just it's it's just interesting that we. We can talk about food e- anytime, during food, during, after. Like, it's, wow. just, it's just wild. We're a different breed over here. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, that is it, man. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and uh, good luck with everything with the website and the Facebook group. Obviously, I'm on the, the group, and I enjoy it. I started reading a little bit of the posts on the website, so I'm enjoying the, the progress and seeing where you guys take it. Thank you so much, much. Ben. All right. Well, y'all have a good one. And, guys, that is it. I'm going to hopefully try to have the audio versions of this edited soon. I have, like, ten of them i got to edit. I'm slacking. But, anyway, you can watch it on Facebook or YouTube. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys, and y'all have a great one.